Tonight, I want to take a second look at the passage of Scripture that we used and spoke of from on Sunday because I believe there's a post-Easter thought that we need to focus on tonight because it will help us in how I feel God wants us to pray. So, in Matthew chapter 28, let's read it again, the first 11 verses. After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of them that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him and clasped his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. So in recapping what we have just read, uh, which we touched base again on Sunday, the, the two Marys, they went to the tomb, and uh, in Mark chapter 16, verse 1, he, Mark records that they went to the tomb with spices. Their intention was to uh, continue to anoint the body of Jesus Christ, which was, again, the Hebrew custom. And so uh, they were going, believing Jesus is dead. We want to go there, and we want to uh, continue to anoint his body. But as we read, they are now are encountered by an angel who, as he came down, there was a, this violent earthquake, uh, and the angel told him, I know you're looking for Jesus, but he's not here. He has risen, just as he said. And we talked, touched base on Sunday, how uh, three times uh, in, in the scriptures, the Lord had told his disciples that he would rise from the dead. And we saw that the number three is significant because it represents new life and completeness. And so here, uh, again, he is reminding the women of that, and he tells them that they are to go to, and tell the disciples to go on ahead in Galilee, and there they would meet the Lord. And as they went, the Bible says, now they encounter the Lord Jesus Christ. And when they saw him, they came to him, and they clasped his feet and worshiped him. And then the Lord instructed them again, go tell the disciples, go to Galilee, and there they would meet me. And the Bible says then they went on their way. And obviously they told the disciples, and the disciples did meet the Lord in Galilee. Now, 
the connection I want to make to us in, the, in the, this post-Easter thought that God has put in my heart. First, I want to identify this. The two Marys in our text, they heard the proclamation from the angel that Jesus Christ had risen from the dead. Now, for, for, for our purposes tonight in, our, in the context of what this, this thought is, these two Marys that heard the, uh, the proclamation of the resurrection, they represent every person, whether in person in a church service or whether they were watching through social media of one form or another, these two Marys represent everyone who this past Sunday heard the resurrection proclamation. All right, are you with me so far? Okay, so now, these two Marys, as they went on their way, they met the resurrected Christ. So, they didn't need the angel's proclamation any longer because they met the Lord himself. In other words, up until they met Jesus Christ, all they had was the word of the angel that they were, they were now to continue to proclaim. But now they met the resurrected Christ himself so that now they could proclaim not what they heard, but what they experienced. And tonight we're going to be praying for everyone who heard the resurrection proclamation this past Sunday that as they go on their way, as they resume their life, that they would meet, they would encounter the resurrected Christ. See, the two Marys, they went to the tomb for the wrong reason. Right? They went to the tomb thinking, Jesus is dead, we're going to continue to anoint his body with the spices. That was the wrong reason. And yet still, Jesus chose to reveal himself to, to them. Which encourages me tonight that it doesn't matter why people came this past Sunday and may not come for the whole year. It doesn't matter what their reasoning was. Jesus Christ still wants to reveal himself. He desires to reveal himself to them as they go on their way. And that's how we're going to be praying tonight. That every single one would encounter the resurrected Christ, so that they would no longer need to rely on something that they heard in a message spoken from a pulpit, but they would now have the experience themselves. You see, there's a big difference in you and I talking about something that somebody else said as opposed to talking about what we've experienced. And I want to believe God tonight that all over this nation, all over this world, there are people who come to churches on Easter Sunday and then we don't see them for a year or whatever, or they're in that place and maybe they'll start coming back a little bit, but it doesn't last long. And that's all because they're going about on what they heard proclaimed and not experience it themselves. And I want to pray that the same Christ who met the Marys as they went on their way would meet people who are on their way back to their normal life, so to speak, so that they would experience 
the very presence of the resurrected Christ. Secondly, the two Marys, when they encountered the resurrected Christ, it produced what I have called a spontaneous response. Let me just move this aside. I'm getting a little... Uh, is this okay now? Can you still hear? Great. Okay. It's important that we understand something tonight. Not only are we here to pray, maybe you have a loved one uh, that was sensitive to Easter and, and came or saw something on, online, a service online, and now they're kind of going back to their normal lifestyle, and we want to pray tonight for them. God, we want them. They heard the message of the proclamation uh, of the resurrection of Christ, but now we want them to experience your resurrecting presence. And then, God, here's what we want. See, we, we want to make sure that there is a spontaneous response the way the Marys had. In fact, here's the kingdom principle. Remember, we're in this series in the Gospel of Matthew uh, about uh, kingdom principles, which are spiritual laws that govern the kingdom of God and therefore ought to govern our life. Our life should be structured around these kingdom principles. And the kingdom principle I want to share with you tonight is this. A true encounter with the resurrected Christ will produce a spontaneous result. When you and I encounter the presence of Jesus Christ, there, there is a response that we uh, produce that's immediate. And here's the, the experience of what I'm talking about. Because these, this spontaneous response demonstrates, proves, if you will, that we have had a genuine encounter with Christ. Here's the first thing you'll see. And Pastor Joe, I need you to come up. I'm going to illustrate this in a moment. The first thing you see that when these uh, women encounter Jesus Christ is that they, they, the Bible says that they clasped his feet. I'm going down now. See, they, they grabbed his, his feet. Clasping the feet mean, literally means holding on tight because of love and reverence. The clasping of the, of the feet in, in biblical days represents the fact that you are demonstrating deep humility. Don't get carried away. Go back to your seat. <laughs> oh, you got to help me out. <laughs> you see what happens when you just show somebody a little bit of respect? Clasping someone's feet means you're holding tightly onto their feet in love and reverence. It, it, it is a posture of deep humility. And clasping the Lord's feet is teaching us and speaking about you and I acknowledging he is everything and we are nothing. You see, when you encounter the living Christ, the first response from your spirit is that deep humility that he is all and I am nothing. He is everything that he said he was. See, I can tell you Jesus Christ is great. I can tell you Jesus Christ's presence is incredible. But until you experience it for yourself, all you have is the proclamation of what you've heard. And we want to pray for the proclamation 
to be experienced. And so that it, produce, it produces, that response is humility that comes into our life. We clasp his feet. Here's the second thing they did. We'll worship him. They worshiped him. So when we have this encounter with Christ, we will worship him. Worship is the Spirit's spontaneous response to the presence of God. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot be in the presence of Almighty God and not worship. For even the devil himself worships God when he's in his presence. All of creation bows down and worships at the feet of Jesus Christ. You see, and, and so I, I would encourage you to think about and consider this. If we are struggling, if we've ever struggled with worship, it's because we're trying to worship while not being in his presence. Because when you are sensing, when you know God is here, it's instinctively, it's spontaneous. Hands go up, mouths are open, and worship begins to flow from your heart. Because the Spirit is recognizing, I am in the presence of Almighty God. Nobody has to encourage you to worship when you're in God's presence. Nobody has to motivate you. You don't need Pastor Jason to sing your favorite song. We want to encourage people. We want to pray for people to have this encounter with Christ. So that not only will they clasp his feet and bow down in deep humility, but worship will well up in their soul. I know for me personally, when there's a struggle there, it's simply because I don't sense his presence. Come on, have you ever been into that place where you're like, where did God's presence go in my life? Right? We all go, that's one of the trials God brings us to. And I know that part of being mature is to be able to worship through that. But the truth of the matter is that becomes very difficult when you are not sensing the very presence of the Lord. That's one of the reasons why we're always praying, God, when we have meetings in this house, whether it's a prayer meeting, whether it's a Sunday service, whether it's uh, the youth that when they meet on Thursday or the women as they're meeting in their Bible study, we want to pray, God, let your holy presence be manifested. Let people who come in uh, can't all of a sudden recognize God is in this house. Because when the presence of God is open to our spirit, or I should say, let me reverse it, when our spirit is open to the presence of God, Worship is the response that takes place spontaneously. Here's the third thing. We'll obey him. That's number three. Notice Jesus said, okay, now you've experienced my presence. You've worshiped me. Now go and tell. Go and tell. In other words, when I'm talking about we'll obey him, I'm specifically talking about how God wants you and I to tell others of our experience of encountering his presence. Oftentimes, we struggle with sharing our faith because either we don't 
we feel we don't know enough of the Bible. We don't know really what to say. But I can tell you, the simplicity of sharing the gospel begins with your experience. People don't want to know what you know. They want to know what you've experienced. And no one can come against what you've experienced. People can question your knowledge, but they can't question your experience. And if we are honest with ourselves, come on, if we were the Marys, if we're all here, the, the Marys represent you and I here tonight. Here's the biggest problem in Christianity today. We encounter the presence of the Lord and we want to stay there. Right? Come on. We want, I, I don't, why do I got to go tell Peter and James that Peter denied you? Why should I go over there? I'd rather stay with Jesus here. If I'm enjoying his presence here and now, Lord, don't, tell, don't send me away. I want to continue to enjoy your presence. And it's interesting how Jesus allowed them to experience his presence to the measure that they fell down at his feet and clasped his feet and they worshiped him. But then he said, okay, it's time for you to go now. Go and tell. Tell, tell my brothers that you've seen me. I believe with all my heart that if you and I will simply share with people what we've experienced, it will stir something in them to want to experience that. We're talking tonight about encountering the resurrection, the resurrected Christ. And see, we experience, we encounter his presence so that we can go and tell others of our experience. Pastor Jason, if you would come back up, please, and just begin to play something quietly. As they went on their way, the Marys met, encountered the resurrected Christ. And this past Easter, although we're in the middle of the COVID uh, pandemic still, yet more people came out. But I, I know you agree with me. We want to see people encounter Jesus Christ. Because what good is it if they come to a service and never experience Christ? What have we gained? We really haven't gained anything. When you, if you go to, uh, to that loved one's house, maybe it's a neighbor or maybe it's a, a, a family member and, you, and you're talking to them about Jesus, you're proclaiming the good news. But in, to a certain measure, what good is that if they never experience it? We don't want to just proclaim. We don't want to walk away saying, I shared the gospel with them. I told them about Jesus. See, we feel good about that. But... If they never experienced it, what have we gained? We may feel good, but they're still lost. And this text, this thought, just resonated so much in my heart as a pastor because whether they come to this church or not is really not the point. The point is, God, right now, there are a lot of people who are watching on social media. Churches now through social media for the most part for most people I believe they can still encounter Christ wherever they're watching 
I believe in their home. I believe at their job or uh, uh, however it is, what, whatever forms of social media and wherever it is that they're watching, I don't want them just to sit and watch and just hear. I want them to experience. I want them to encounter the very presence of God so that this spontaneous response of clasping the Lord's feet, where we'll worship Him, and when we'll obey him. When people see these, this is the sign, if you will, the completeness that we have experienced Christ. Remember three things. Number three, completeness. If we have truly experienced the presence of Christ, if we have encountered the living Christ, we'll clasp his feet. We'll worship him. And we'll look to obey him by telling others of what we've experienced. I remember when I was not in a good place spiritually. And because I had gotten hurt from the church I was attending and swore off going to church. The person that called us, a friend of ours, told us about a church that they had recently attended. And this is what that person said. God's presence is there. You have to go. And that stirred my wife's heart. You want to check that out? She came to me and originally, I really didn't want to do this. I, I fought it going, but ultimately gave in. Thank God for good wives that are persistent when they need to be. Notice I said persistent, not nagging. And in that very first meeting, during the worship service, I experienced the presence of God like never before. And immediately, I started to weep. And I realized that I was not in a good place spiritually. And I sought God's forgiveness. I humbled myself. And man, I just said, God, this is the place I want to come to. Not because there's a dynamic preacher up there. Not because of the people around me. But because here's where I experience your presence. See, I don't want people to come here and think about how wonderful Pastor Jason may be, even though how many agree he's wonderful. We don't want anybody talking about us here on the platform. We don't want anybody talking about the building or the facilities or the programs we offer. There's the one thing, the only thing we want people talking about. Jesus is there. When you go, you experience the presence of God. That's what's life-changing.